Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another edition of the podcast. Uh, I'm your, I don't, I don't want to say host, I'm just, my name is Jamin Devon, and uh, I am currently working on my musical project, I Am Ja, and this is a place where I talk about it, so there's that. Uh, not really, you know, I last episode I think I introduced it as Writer's Room, not sure if I'm still going to go with that title. I do think I love that title, but I'm thinking about maybe using it for something else and and switching it up. But we shall see. We'll see what the where, where the wind blows us, if you will. Uh, you know, believe it or not, that's actually what I want to talk about today is just this idea of testing and changing if needed. You know, um, for the people who have seen Oppenheimer, great film, but there's a line in the film that uh, theory can only take you so far, and this is a line that, you know, when I heard it, I, I, I smiled a bit to myself because, you know, so much of what we deal with as creatives is conjuring up the idea in our mind. We spend a lot of time conjuring up the ideas and that's the starting point for, for everything that's been made great. You know, obviously accidents happen and, you know, people just do things and, you know, beauty is sort of rendered. But for the most part, if you're going to, create or do something you begin to sort of imagine and and dream dream up in your mind what it can look like and I think that's great but I think it's so easy to get caught in that state right because you've essentially finished you know thousands of ideas in your brain uh, and you know you kind of leave them there I do think there's a beauty though in taking the the theory if you will and putting it into practice, putting it into the world and watching it and seeing what it does and changing because, you know, I think failure is such a big part of this thing. Um, unfortunately, we associate that word with negativity and um, lacking. But to be honest with you, uh, the more often you fail and the quicker you fail, uh, the the faster you allow the room and the space for success and um, yeah, success to creep in. You allow the space for things that will work to, to creep in, but you have to sort of iterate, create, render over and over and over again to allow that failure in. And once that happens, you know, you know, you get a little bit every time you go out and you do something, you take, whatever you get from it and you sort of throw it in a bucket and, and you just keep doing that until you look inside the bucket and you have enough pieces to, to build a whole new thing from all the different and separate failures. And then ultimately one day you don't necessarily have to fail as often. You know, every time you go out and you do something, it'll just be magic because you know, you've sort of worked your way into that. And that comes with creating anything that comes with, you know, promoting or marketing anything, which to me is just creation, right? Like we use words to sort of, distinguish and delineate between the mediums and the different practices and the different crafts and the different jobs and, you know, functions. But ultimately it's all creating. It's all making up stories in our head and figuring out the best ways to tell them. So something that just to keep top of mind is just rendering over and over again and failing as fast as possible, taking what you can from, from, from what you put out there and, and bringing it back. And, you know, this is advice I'm pretty sure everybody has heard, but I think most of the advice that you need and that I need is 
the things you've already know to be true. You know, it's just a reminder uh, to keep thinking about them and to hear them once again. And I, I need that more than anybody. So, you know, think of this as like uh, <laughs> like creativity Bible study or something. I don't know. Um, shout out. So anywho, obviously I wanted to touch on that, but the real reason why I'm here and, you know, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. I think uh, I'm actually going to insert some audio that I sent to a group of friends not too long ago that I think is worth talking about. So right here, I'm going to input that audio and then we'll come back on the other side. And, you know, actually, I'll just listen to the audio myself. That way I can sort of get a refresher as well. Yo, uh, I'm a bit amped right now. I've started this recording now three times because I've been debating whether I should even record this. But I'm feeling good. It's a beautiful day out right now. I'm headed to the studio, and I'm just sending this all to my creative people, my creative family, because um, I feel like it's something I need to hear, and I think it's something everybody needs to hear. It's time in this next period of life, in this next period of creativity and expression, we have to match the level of product with the level of distribution. We have to match the excellent product with the also equally, if not greater, excellence of distribution. Distribution meaning how it gets distributed to the people that you want to have the product that you've created. We got to stop putting caviar on plastic plates. We not putting the ribeye in to go containers. We not doing that. That it's over for that. We not doing that no more. The product was made with purpose, execution and excellence. So when it gets plated, right, when it gets, people will eat shit on a glass plate if it's plated right. They have been. If you put the parsley shit on top and the fucking glaze on the side with the puree shit and you give them the right spoon, people will consume literal shit because it's plated correctly for their consumption. Now, I don't want people to eat shit anymore. I just don't want people to eat shit. But I want people to eat, the, like, I want eat, people to eat the spinach and the and the organic pasture-raised eggs. I want them to eat that. But they don't fuck with the design of the carton. They, they, they don't like how it's being handed to them. Because they're used to shit, sugar shit sugar-coated shit on ceramic. You got to match the level of whatever it is you're doing with how it's being received. I feel like this goes without saying, but it's something we all need to hear. I need to hear it. Everybody needs to hear it. It's over for, for, for everything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's over for all of that.
We're not doing none of that. And if you're not willing to come out the kitchen when somebody asks you, um, can we meet the chef, right? Um, if you're not willing to stand next to the product, then like, what the fuck? What what are we? What are you? What are we doing? What's happening? I don't understand that. This has been long and laborious, so I'm going to end it. So I first want to say, you know, that voice message came in like a little bit of a frustrated state, as you can tell by my language. Uh, I'm actually, you know, trying to <laughs> stop stop speaking like that. But, you know, sometimes whatever it is you're feeling just come out, come, comes out of you. Sorry. So, yeah, just just a quick note on that. But everything I said was 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 valid. I, I take none of it back. And I want to start in the middle of that, sort of go backwards from the middle and then end up at the end um, of what I just said. You know, we all, well, anybody who I, I, I know, I mean, at some point, everybody's eating McDonald's, okay? But some people grew up on McDonald's. I wasn't necessarily one of those people, but, you know, McDonald's was a pivotal part of my uh food consumption for quite some time. Not proud to say it, uh, but it was. And, you know, I was a child, so I wasn't the one always making the food decisions. But McDonald's was a part of the part of the menu. Uh, one thing that nobody can deny, you know, I despise their food. Now there's not something I'm trying to eat or would eat. But one thing we cannot deny is the branding and the marketing of McDonald's. Like, that's what we're not going to do. We also can pick out and find a lot of more examples like that, specifically in food, but, you know, we can find some other brands too where the marketing is, you know, beyond, uh, you know, my imagination of what's even possible. Like they've figured out a way to associate so many different feelings of satiation and wanting food with their product and what they sell. Now, unfortunately, they, McDonald's sells the shit that I was referring to in that voice message, right? That that's also something that I think we can like agree on as well. But why does it work? Why does it? Why why are people, you know, outside of the price, right? Because I I honestly do think if McDonald's was twenty dollars a burger, people would still go there. Um, you know, people buy iPhones, and there's a lot. There's so many. There's great phones for a lot less. So, and that's sort of a, a lazy point I just made, but just just roll with me. People go to McDonald's because they have done whatever they've done over the course of time that they've been around and in branding and marketing themselves at just uh, the place that you go when you need something, when you're in a rush, when you have a taste for whatever it is you have. They, they've just done it. Unfortunately, you know, maybe Whole Foods or some some Sprouts or, you know, some other alternative grocery stores and. Uh, I don't know, HelloFresh and all these different type of places, um, whatever, can can learn from and, and steal. But it is quite incredible. I just say all that to say that people, you know, I think people probably want to make the best decisions in every aspect of their life, but they're presented with different choices. So those are, that's what they pick from. It is our job as artists and creators to infiltrate that space 100%. Those 
multiple choices that people have. We, we need to be one of those choices, you know, regardless of what it is you do. If you have good intentions for the people that consume your art, we got to figure out a way to infiltrate that space, period. Um, it is not on the people. It is on us, period. So I, I don't know. Maybe we can argue about that, but that's just my opinion. And with that being said, um, I can speak for me, right? So, so many times in my life, I've done amazing things. I've made incredible things, but all of it falls apart when it comes to presenting it, to even talking about it, right? I spend hours upon hours crafting songs. I spent hours upon hours writing and creating mosaics and videos and short films. I spent hours and hours and hours of editing and all of these different type of things. But if somebody was to stop me on the street and ask me about it, there's been times where I act like all of those things I've done don't even exist. You know, I sort of dance around the idea that I'm even an artist. I sort of dance around the idea that it's worthwhile even watching and listening to. I make caveats like, hey, it's not done yet or hey, it's not finished after spending six, seven, eight, 12 hours on, on, on these things. Now, granted, some of that is a confidence issue. Some of that is a, just a comfort comfortability, which, you know, maybe leads back to confidence. There's a lot going on there, but we have to remove our, we can't stifle ourselves before it gets to who it needs to get to. And I'm speaking to me. I'm only using me as an example in this whole scenario. I'm not speaking about anybody else, me. It is time to stand next to the art, just like the moments you were standing next to creating it. When you were in the moment and you thought it was the greatest thing you, you've ever heard, you need to act that way when it comes time to presenting it. And that's just on a one-to-one -one level. That's just on a speech level. When you speak about what it is you do, if somebody asks you what it is you do, excuse my language, have some fucking confidence. Speak with some fucking vigor about what it is you got going on. Anything else is unacceptable. It's a disrespect, not only to you, but all the people who believe in you and who've, who've gotten you to this point of, of creation. Friends, family, comrades, whoever. Humility is a wonderful thing. Having an ego check is a wonderful thing. I'm not speaking about that. I'm speaking about matching your words with all that it took to get the work to where it's at. And then past that, as it relates to the ideas being distributed. This is something that I have probably struggled with and still struggle with more than anyone, I believe, which is my hesitation around things I need to do to present my art. Some may call that content creating. Some may call it, I don't know, <laughs> TikTok and Instagram reels. Whatever, whatever the outlet or the distribution channel is, there's always some tension and yeah, there's tension around what I'm going to allow myself to do. And like I said in the voice message, and this doesn't mean you have to get out of your character, you have to become something you're not. But 
we are not going to sit and craft the best art, give it everything we've got, pull all of these references, put them on the Pinterest board, make the notion templates, spend the hours in the studio, collaborate, get with different people, group chat, texting it, individual texting it, emailing it. What you think? Did you listen to it yet? Give me it. We not doing all of that. We not doing all of that and then falling short when it comes to presenting it to the rest of the world. No, that's something we have to rebuke. That's something we have to remove from the code base and remove from the program. We not doing none of that. It's far too good. It's far too, it's far too nourishing. To have it sitting out on the counter uncovered with no silverware in sight, ready to be consumed and eaten. That's ridiculous. No, no more of that. Enough. I've had enough of, of seeing it and I've had enough of, of, of feeling it for me. Every idea is an opportunity to create new and better ideas. I him and ha, I hear people complain about wanting and needing to create content for their music. Oh, it's boring. Oh, it's laborious. Oh, it's repetitive. Oh, whatever. You know, woe is me type of thing. We have to stop looking at the things that we need to do as things that we need to do and and look at them more like opportunities to create again. A song is a, is, is one idea and it's in one format and one medium, but it's also a platform, a stage for other ideas, maybe along the same lines and on the same medium, i.e. chopping, screwing your song, remixing your song breaking up your song into different and interesting ways. Or it's a platform and a stage for other ideas, i.e. film, book, television, web series, short film. I'm talking about just one song now. I'm not talking about an album or a project. One song is just one idea and it's inspiration and the seed for other ideas to grow. So we have to stop looking at the things that we need to do to market and push like, oh, I got to market it. I got to push it. It's like, no, you've got to go now write your movie. You've got to go now write your script. You can call it what you want when it gets pushed out. But I'm calling it what it is. This is a new idea. It's new breath. And it's an opportunity to add more context. That way people can understand your art. You can do that in the form of talking like I'm doing right now. You can do that in the form of bringing other people in, getting their perspective, bringing in their expertise. Maybe they're in a different field. If you if you know a painter, if you know somebody who's an illustrator, hey, what does this song look like to you if you were to draw this thing out? And this is where the idea of team comes in, because, again, it's really hard to 
context switch and, and do this all in the, in the same body. But when you have people from other disciplines and other, other expertise, they come in, they listen to what you have to, you know, offer if it's music in, in this case. And that's all they see. They see an opportunity. Like, oh, okay. This reminds me of this one reference that, you know, I, I saw a long time ago. Maybe I can bring that to the table. Everybody's just pulling from their respective histories and, and, and you know, bringing it back to the center. You, you can find people that can do that or you can do that yourself because we're all complex humans. We all have, hopefully have, you know, a deep and rich history in, in multiple things. And it may seem disconnected, but it, it also may be, that's what you need. You need something that's not so normal and not so adjacent to whatever it is you're making. So we just have to start presenting and plating and putting the ideas that we spent so much time and energy on. We've got to put those in the respective gallery spaces on the respective glass where we've got to, we've got to start putting it in the right box. We, we've got to find the packaging and present it correctly. That way the people who need it can see it, connect with it and open it up and get the gift that you gave them. So anyway, I think I've said enough on that. I think I've said enough for this podcast and I think I'm going to end it here. I appreciate you listening so much. Again, if this connected with you in any type of way, please, please, please share it with a friend and I hope to see you soon, sooner than you think.